0: welcome to she leads first a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine hey guys I'm Emily Sinkata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more you'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of She Leads First. I decided today that we're going to start calling these episodes quickies. And what I love about these quickies and what you and I both know about conversations like this is that every conversation is an opportunity for growth. And so that's why I love these episodes. And I've been loving all of the feedback I've been getting from you guys in the DMs. You've been sending me messages. You've been leaving reviews, letting me know how much you love them too and how much value you're getting out of these short and potent episodes. In addition, into the guest episodes that we know and love too. So I just wanted to take a moment and say, I love these quickies. I'm so glad you guys love these quickies and they're going to keep coming. And so I hope that you keep finding moments of growth in every conversation and continue to find yourself in the story because the feedback has been epic and has been awesome to see. So what I want to talk about in today's quickie episode is what to do when only a handful of people or maybe even just one person joins your live group program or your live group coaching. And as a preface or as some context before we dive into this, I believe more people should be starting their journey to building an evergreen online course or to building an evergreen or I should say a DIY self-paced learning what have you, program, membership, uh, resources that you download, everything we talked about in the last quickie, right? I believe more people should be starting by creating things that are run live. And the reason for this is a lot of people don't spend the time talking face-to-face with their ideal clients first to iron out the kinks. That they have in their delivery. And it's not to say that you're bad at your delivery when you get started. You might be a phenomenal teacher, but there's always blind spots that we don't see until our ideas have the opportunity to be presented to someone face-to-face and we get feedback from them. That feedback is so important in just realizing, oh, I need to add in this one little extra resource or this one little extra lesson here so that people get it. And if you jump right to something that's pre-recorded, you don't have the opportunity to work out those kinks. It's not to say that what you create is going to be a bad product, but maybe it could be so much more impactful if you even just took one time to run that as a live program before you turn it into an evergreen course where you teach the lessons live and you get to talk to people that are going through the, the program and they get to give you their feedback and you get to ask them for feedback before you lock in the lessons as final. And so I think this is massively important. And I think in the long run, if you can shift into a long-term mindset for your business, running your things live first has so much value. It has so much value for creating a product that has longevity once you do turn it evergreen. But most people don't want to start there. And most people tell themselves, and there is definitely a piece of this that's true. I felt this as well when I got started in the online space of, well, I just want to make passive income. Right? Like, I don't want to trade my time for money. So, I don't want to do something live when I could just record it and it can be done and I can send it off to a bazillion people. And while that is true, I think what is really actually holding people back or a component that we don't want to acknowledge is the fear of what if only one person joins? Or what if only a few people join and then I feel silly? Because that is harder to face when it's live. If it's all pre recorded and one person joins, that person has no idea that nobody else joined. Your ego is safe, right? The ego that wants to keep up appearances and make us feel good about ourselves that might feel threatened or too vulnerable if only one person joins and people know about it. That's what I mean when I say that. Not that anyone here is like an egomaniac. We all have an ego that flares up when we feel threatened or too vulnerable or embarrassed or what have you. So, I feel most people don't want to acknowledge that the reason they want to jump straight to something evergreen, even though they might feel a little too early in their business for it, is because they're afraid of that possibility of what if I put myself on the line here? I, I make myself vulnerable by saying, I'm going to run this program live. I'm going to run this master class live. I'm going to run this webinar live before it goes pre recorded. And what if only a few people show up? This is so natural, I should say, and not that I want you to normalize or expect that only one person or only a few people are going to join your live things or join your live launches. That's not it at all, but the benefits of running something live, even with a handful of people in it, so outweigh the potential cons of having to deal with the reality of you might only get a few people in the first time live. So I want to give massive permission if you've ever been there and you felt really embarrassed about it that you don't need to. You're building a a movement, ideally. You're building an entire brand from scratch. And so it makes sense that the first time you do something or even the 10th time that you do something that you might not have a huge following of people ready to join something live yet. But that doesn't mean that doing it live for one or two people or 10 people or 20 people as it grows Doesn't have value. In fact, I would argue it has more value because you get to learn how to show up from a place of personal power no matter how many people are watching. Long term, what we want to do for ourselves and for our business, and if we want to feel secure in the business that we're building, we need to learn how to be our own anchor. We need to learn to not be dependent on having people giving us validation for us to feel good about what we're doing because you're going to have to do things before you get a response. That is the nature of entrepreneurship. You are creating things for your audience to respond to, not the other way around. And this is a trap that a lot of us get caught into as well. It's like, well... I'll wait until people are asking me to create X, Y, and Z, or I'll wait until I have this many likes on my Instagram posts before I do X, Y, and Z. But that's a reactive state to be in, and that's not a good place to build your business from. You want to be the entrepreneur that moves. You want to be the entrepreneur that's taking risks, that is doing things that are unignorable because that's the energy that the audience wants to jump into. That's the audience that gets people on your lives, that gets people in your live programs. You see what I'm starting to get at here? But regardless, if you have had an experience where only a few people have joined or if that is what you are afraid of, I want to say that it's not as big of a deal as your brain is making it think. And I want to give you some strategies or some things that you can do if this does happen to you so that it can still be a phenomenal experience because like I said, the benefit of being there live with people and getting that feedback and getting that practice of delivering what you have and becoming a really good teacher so that when you do turn whatever you have evergreen, it's really freaking good. And you're not putting your first draft out into the world. You're putting something that is refined and that you are so proud to scale and that you know works. And when you know it works because you get to see people implement it live with you and get their feedback, you're going to be so excited to sell it. All of this starts to come together and make sales easier, but we have to get over that fear of what if it's only a couple people on that Zoom call with me or whatever it is staring back at me. So let's talk about some ways that you can address this if this happens to you. And I'm just going to say, I don't know any entrepreneur that hasn't had at least one launch or one masterclass or something like this happen to them where it was a much smaller group than they thought it was going to be on it. I am definitely in that camp. That has absolutely happened to me, but it has never stopped me. From running the things I wanted to run. It has never stopped me from turning it into a learning experience either about the launch itself. Okay, why didn't people join this? What was the missing link there? Or what I learned about the people in the group and the transformation that they needed because the beauty of having a small group is you can go deeper with people than you could if you had 100 people show up to whatever it is that you're running. So there's always a silver lining. There's always a benefit. You just have to train your mindset to look for it. So If this happens to you, you're running something live and only a couple people join. The first thing I would do would ask yourself, Mm -hmm. does anything about the program itself need to change? So sometimes if we were expecting a bigger group, we might be structuring it where you are pre-recording lessons for example and you're dripping those lessons out over the course of months or the course of a certain number of live calls. If the group size has shifted, it may shift the way that it makes sense to deliver your material. And this is going to be case by case, so I can't tell you exactly what shift you need to make, but you'll know. If you're like, okay, this was going to be 10 live calls, but now that we're one-on-one, if let's say like one or two people joined your program, you might want to reduce that number of calls and And maybe give them a different type of access to you that is easier for you. So for example, I use Voxer as an application to chat with my clients. It's a texting and voice memoing app. If I didn't want to do 10 live calls, if it didn't seem to make sense, if that was the original promise, but I still wanted them to have this high touch and access to me, two people in my Voxer, that's not very overwhelming for me. And that personally is easier for me than hopping on 10 live calls. So I might go to the two people in the group and say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for us to get started. This group is going to be me, you, and one other woman or one other man, whoever, whatever your your ideal client is. I always say women because I, I work with women, but whoever you work with. And address it, but address it excited. It's only going to be weird if you make it weird. But as long as you are moving from a place of confidence of, hey, this is our group, I'm really excited about it. We're going to be a smaller group than maybe anticipated, but guess what? This means that you are going to have some epic transformations. We're going to go really deep. We're going to get to work on X, Y, and Z together in an even more intimate setting than I thought. The transformation here is going to be amazing. But I also want to add that because we are this size of group, I've decided to shift the way that this is being delivered. I know it's going to be more impactful to you this way. Here are the changes that I am making. If you have any questions or concerns, please let me know. I'm so happy to hear them, but I know this is going to be awesome. You see how if you just spin it with a positive mindset and you let them know that you don't feel uncomfortable about the size of the group. They don't need to feel uncomfortable about the size of the group. And you just move forward with confidence of, okay, here's the game plan. We're making a little bit of shifts because the group is a little bit of smaller than we anticipated, but that's not a problem. In fact, it's a positive for you because we get to go deeper together. Easy peasy. You lead with confidence, you lead with personal power, and now you have the opportunity to rock the freaking world of the number of people that are in this group. You get to serve them even better than they thought they were going to get served when they said yes, if they thought it was going to be a bigger group program or whatever it was. And you're going to learn so much in the process that is going to make the next round of this launch, if you do it again, that much better. But it's all about you grounding yourself in first, deciding what needs to change if something needs to change about the structure of the program and presenting it confidently. Now. That works really well for group programs. What about, let's say, if you are doing a live masterclass or a live webinar and you have just one or two people that join and they thought it was going to be this group thing? Sometimes this happens if your audience isn't really warm yet or there isn't a lot of incentive for people to join live in the moment with you. If you run a masterclass or a webinar, you might get tons and tons of registrants, but a very low percentage of people joining live. Now, Of course, we want to do things to incentivize people to actually join live, and that's a whole other conversation, but I want to stick to what to do if you open up that Zoom call and it's like there's one other person in the waiting room. Something you can do in this moment, and I've also helped clients utilize this strategy I'm about to give you to if you're doing a live training in a group program where maybe it's a solid group. Maybe you've got, let's say, like 10 people in the group, but only one person hops on live and you don't want them to feel weird. Here's what you can do. It works every time. Don't start your recording yet, wherever you're recording on, or cut this out afterwards. But I always address or recommend addressing the person that's in the room and say, hey, I'm so glad you're here live. Feel free to stay and we can jam it out in the chat. Anything you need, we can really make sure that you get all your questions answered. But I want to let you know that there are people... are going to be watching the recording, so you may hear me as I present addressing the group. I'm going to be talking as if there is a full room of people here because we have A full room of people that are going to be watching the recording of this training and it's going to be repurposed. So I just want to let you know that that's the language and the enthusiasm that I'm going to have on this call. But I'm so excited that you're here live. And like I said, if you need anything, drop it in the chat and I will be sure that we are definitely answering those questions that you have. It's so awesome if you can stay for this training live because you will basically get a private training with me and we can make sure that you leave feeling so supported. But if you need to hop off at any time, feel free because obviously this training will be here on the replay if you need it. That way you have permission to show up in your big energy of like, okay, there's 100 people watching and you don't feel weird not addressing that there's just one or two or three other people in the Zoom room with you. And then you also give them permission of like, if you at any point feel like you need to hop off or maybe you actually have to hop off or you feel weird being here with me, I'm okay. Okay you're okay. Like you you never want your feelings or to feel like or your clients to feel rather like they're managing your feelings for you because you're moving from personal power. You are creating something for them and you are fine with whenever they choose to consume it and you are okay if they need to hop off, right? So address it and then tell them, "Okay, I'm going to start my recording in a second and then I'm going to go into my big welcome of everyone. I know you're the only one in here. I just wanted to let you know so that doesn't feel silly when I get started." Just address it. It immediately diffuses the situation, any awkwardness that you might feel, any awkwardness that they might feel, and it gives you permission, like I said, to show up big. Now, take those strategies and you can apply them to so many different situations, but I want to give you permission to, like I said, number one, adapt the program structure if you need to, if it's a program. Two, Let them know with confidence what those changes are going to be and why they're a benefit to them. That's a very important piece of this. Not like, oh, shoot, it's only two of us, so now I can't do it as I planned. Like, that's not how you want to present it. You want to present it as a confident and positive shift in their favor. And I do like to leave it open as an aside of like, if you have any questions about these changes, I have an open door. Please let me know. I'm here to help but I feel confident these are going to make our experience even more better. And then number three, like I said, if you have a small group, address it before you start the recording and then move forward with your big business energy. What I want you to take away from this is that it's all about how you handle it. No one's going to feel weird unless you make it weird. But the best thing that you can practice in your business, and I will preach this till I die. The best thing you can practice in your business is bringing enthusiasm no matter what. And this goes for everything you do. This goes for your content. This goes for your lives. This goes for anytime you're guest speaking. This goes if you're ever on podcasts. This goes on your podcasts. Everywhere in your trainings, enthusiasm is the best skill that you can learn to bring into your business because when you are enthusiastic, it doesn't matter how many people are on that receiving end live, you're going to make a difference in people's lives and you should and you need to practice this now and these tough moments where it's like okay maybe it's a smaller audience than I thought they're the best moments to practice it and flex this muscle you should be able and you owe it to the people who are there quite honestly it doesn't matter how many people are in the audience because everybody paid you should be showing up with the same enthusiasm for three people that you do for a hundred people that you do for a thousand people the same enthusiasm energy is deserved by every single person that pays to be in your world. They paid for their spot. They paid to learn from you. Why would you do a disservice to them and to yourself by not bringing that big business energy and enthusiasm to them? There's humans that are there and they said, yes, I want what you have and I want to learn from you. Show up for them. Show up for yourself. Everything you do is going to be better once you can get over this fear of, What if I don't look like a big business from the get-go? You're not a big business from the get-go. Nobody is, okay? So take that pressure off yourself. Stop assuming other people are putting that pressure on you either and just serve the heck out of the people that are here today and are ready to learn from you because guess what? If you do, they're going to become raving fans give people good experience and they will sing your praises and they're going to go out and they're going to become your best brand advocates and they're going to tell everybody in their world that they need to come to your world too because you served the heck out of them you changed their lives and your business is going to grow but if you don't give them that experience you're robbing yourself and well you're one you're robbing them of the transformation and two you're robbing yourself of the opportunity to start growing your business right here today because those are your first people. Everybody starts with those first few clients. So you need to give them the best experience that you know how. But if you're too worried about optics, if you're too worried about how it looks because of the number of people, you're going to be too inside your head and you're not going to be your best. So take a deep breath. When you find yourself in one of these situations, ground yourself back in and make the most of it. You are here to serve. That is your job, whether it starts with a few people or it starts with 100 people. You got to start with the people who are in front of you and show a pig for them because they deserve it, your business deserves it, and you're going to grow with time. All right, you guys, I hope that this served you on your journey. Send it to somebody you know who might be going through this, who might need a little bit of pep talk in this moment. And as always, I love to see your guys' reflections. Send me a DM or share this to your stories and tag me. Let me know what you got out of this episode. And as always, I will see you in the next one.